We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The 14th pick in the 2022 NBA Draft presented by State Farm will go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The 13th pick belongs to the Charlotte Hornets. Picking 12th will be the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City receives this pick from the LA Clippers because of the Paul George trade. The 11th pick goes to the New York Knicks. What do you think would happen if Worldwide West just went to the 11th card down and put it like <laughs> on the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> just so ah, it's this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Mark Tatum. Fuck this guy. Seriously. I'll, I'll co sign that, John. All right, good what? luck, everybody. Good luck, mm. everybody. So, again, just the New so York everybody Knicks knows, picking 11th. Oh, okay. Just so everybody knows, the Knicks have a better chance of picking. <laughs> they have a better chance of picking 12th than they do in the top four. So there is a world where if you make it to 11, you've Charlotte already won. Hornets. All good. right. 12. Look, just, just don't be 12. That's don't all be I the am. Knicks. Don't, don't be the Knicks. Okay. Good. Okay. See. All right. Please jump. Please I've jump. I've accepted the fate. Here we go. This is so dumb, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I just want this it. This is it's so going, dumb. It's obvious. <laughs> it's always going to happen. <laughs> oh, well. Why is this? Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> Why is he smiling like an idiot? Oh, man. <laughs> Because he knows the pick is not going to play more than three minutes. Yeah. Like four months of the year. <laughs> I can't wait to never play this piece of shit. <laughs> I don't even know what it's going to be. Oh, man. This I was is talking about Wes. Right now, right? That he was fine. It is. Uh, this is chalk right now? chalk. Still chalk. I feel like All the right. Blazers are going to get lucky here because it's Dame and they love, you know, to just create some sort of narratives. I, I don't know what it would be. But, oh, never mind. Screwed. Take that, Portland, I guess. Wow, this is the Kings. Really... Oh, the Kings. Okay. Wait, the Kings. Oh, wow. Damn. So the Kings were in That's... the seventh spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all that tanking. It's actually really frustrating because the Kings are a very good trade partner with the Knicks. But now nah. I don't know with that pick if they are going to be. Uh, what did you have in mind? Piss. Ooh, oh, wow. interesting. What I have in mind? That means something with like seven. 
uh, oh, they for were eleven the and uh, and some sort of asset, which they could still do. Don't get me wrong with another team, but um, yeah. So the the stupidity of having a representative sit there and just make faces is beyond me. It's a. Do you, is there a uh, monetary? <laughs> why is that, why thing? is that necessary? They don't do anything. They just stand there. Is what a monetary thing? Like, hey, go represent us. We'll we'll like pay you. No. Like, is is this guy who they send? Are they an ambassador? You know, like Dave makes a, fifty million dollars a year. What are they paying him to show up? Maybe <laughs> it's part of his contract. You have to go to the lottery if you don't make the playoffs. I so. think the reason they did it was as a way of reinforcing that he is not running from the grind and you know, with the pick, he'll stay there, but who knows? I, sure. uh, I, John was, John was rich. Just asked, were any of us alive the last time any, the Knicks moved up? The Knicks only moved up. I mean, technically they moved up in the first lottery. They moved up two spots to get you in. Yeah. The Knicks yeah. have, the Knicks have never moved up since 1985. They've had 17 picks. They haven't moved up in any of them. They've moved down in about half the time. Um, the only other team in the NBA with that similar run of futility is the only team in the league, as far as I know, that has never moved up with a commensurate number of uh, attempts to move up. And that's Dallas Mavericks, who's first, who were first in the lottery in 1986 and have never moved up higher than their spot in 16 tries. That was good, John. Wow. You're um, right. You're a writer. It's just because I look the shit. I know that's, that's like you're 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 flexing right there, showing off your brain. So the so the just real quick on the Kings thing. I mean, look, probably even if the Kings land at four, this is off the table. But no, this is not, they, no, this is off the table. Where are you going with it? No, just like rant. You know, again, I don't I don't think they would want Randall alongside Sabonis because that would just I mean that for would the, be suicide on defense for the two pick. Sign, send it now. No, I'm saying like, let's just say for argument's sake, the Kings got four. Uh huh. You know, eleven. Four and, and um, four and Sabonis for Randall, or four and Fox for Randall and eleven. They would I, end the Statue I, of Liberty. I, I, I was thinking more like eleven, uh, Randall and some type of lottery, or some type of. Protected. I don't want to say lightly protected. Some type of pick, future first pick, first round pick with protections that does not carry off into the distance. John did for four and Barnes. John did one of the. John did one of the Eddie Curry picks move up in the lottery. No. No. Okay. Lamar, Lamarcus Aldridge was. Um, they were slotted at two that year, and it it went to. Okay. Now someone in the chat said the pick moved up. I. Just, for clarification, I didn't know if that was something or not. Um, if it does, then if it did, then uh, what was I going off of? Either real, uh, I think I was going off real GM. Um, they're usually pretty good with that stuff, but yeah, Benji, what would your solution or alternative play be for the lottery or how we reward these teams for losing or punish them for losing? Uh, yeah. Uh, my personal preference is the wheel system. I think that's very cool. If not just an open market, um, Ooh, open market, open market. You, wow. It's like, it's like you have a draft slot and where you finish determines the amount of money that you have. And you can maybe even do something like what baseball does with the international pool money, where you can trade 
that and you can give so then you basically appeal to the player so yeah you could say well a star player doesn't want to go to like a very small market but if they're offering the most money then maybe that's something you consider and they want to prioritize you then they find a way and it's not yeah. an auction right it's Correct. literally it a free agency i'm i'm auction. i'm thinking about optics but obviously I, it is not an auction so it's it an is, it's free agency it's it a free would, agent if pool. you want to talk about player empowerment that is Mm-hmm. As close to player empowerment, Look, as you get. yeah. And like, so hypothetically, it like you could draft, you could sign like four players that are out of this with your allotted amount of money. Yes, but it'll never happen because there's no one to really advocate in favor of these prospects. All right, the Kings going fourth. Kings get four. Well, the Thunder are gonna get. They move them to pick. center stage. <laughs> they did. It's like American Idol out there. Wow, the Go Thunder on. are really gonna get Chet, aren't they? Nope. Wow. Well, they might. They still might. But the magic. This is. They've so... gotten the number one pick four times in my life. Yes. I saw a thread today about how the magic were deserving because, like, something with ownership. And I was like, uh, you may want to look up the family that owns them. But yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I. I think wow. What an accomplishment. So great. I think this is really interesting. Um, because obviously they could go in a couple of different directions, although I would be shocked if it's not Jabari Smith or Chet Holmgren. Um, and man, what do they do now? Um, it, I think this is really interesting because they're, they're going to select obviously a big and the fact that they moved up, they're going to get one of these bigs, which like, does Jonathan Isaac have any trade value across the league? I guess we'll find out. Um, you know, more like, the, more like no Bamba. Well, that I think that ship. <laughs> I will say the king. The kings so. aren't going to take Ivy at four, with Mitchell and and Fox there. Well, that's the other interesting one. Is do they? Wouldn't it? It would actually be pretty. I don't know. Would be it? Would it be a four D chess move to see what you could get for Fox now? If they really love Mitchell, and maybe I don't know if they do. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I have no idea. But if they really love Mitchell and like they, they clearly did not want to play those two players together last year, um, because like I don't know, whatever they didn't want to play those two players together. And when they did play them together, or they didn't want to start them together, let me rephrase that. They didn't want to start them together. And when they did start, or when they did play them together, it was kind of a, a, a disaster. Um, do you see what you get for Fox now? And and take Ivy. They're not I, going to just because if everything reeks of desperation with Sacramento, that there is a strong desire to make the playoffs. It's why they got Sabonis. Um, it's why they wanted to keep Fox Their uh, Their GM Monty McNair is in the last year of his contract. It has not been extended. Uh, their owner has been, has not had a playoff appearance this entire time, you know, with the team. So there is a commitment to doing it. And I don't know how no, you me- trade Fox for a better player that vaults them into a better position. So that's kind of what I'm, what I'm wondering, is there a trade somewhere in the league where, well, we could go one of two ways. Like what, what's the best you can get for Fox outright? Or can you package Fox with stuff with like future draft equity? Um, And like try to bring in a real, a real guy and who might that guy be? And I probably not. I just, again, Benji brings up a great point, which is that if, if Ivy's there 
and he's the guy that they want, you know, you know, where does it open them up to a, a, again a trade up? And frankly, would trade? would Detroit take Ivy with Cade? I think they probably would It'd be intro. They have Hayes too, but I don't think Hayes is worth uh, worth quibbling over. But I, I do wonder if they would take Ivy. How far could you fall? Here's teams that are set at point guard. If you are Detroit, are you offering five and Sadiq Bay for four? Because if you're the Kings, you need wings. And you're already dealing with this whole Dante DiVincenzo, DiVincenzo issue of suppressing his value on the market. And um, I mean, I'm sure he'll still resign, but it's not great. But they need a lot of wings. They don't have it. So you drop down one spot. You can still grab a player that you like, pay a little bit less. I don't know. It's, it's like the type of move that they could consider where they're adding a rotation piece who can win now and still get someone who's um, of a higher ceiling if they feel it. Um, I think um, <clears throat> another interesting question is where, how does this potentially impact where Shaden Sharp goes? Um, well, actually, I think it's, there's two players we could talk about how the, how the, the lottery falling impacts where they go. So Keegan Murray is kind of like outside of the top four, but he kind of acknowledges is the, the safe guy. Oh, what happened? Uh, what happened? Benji. What? <laughs> you guys are talking about Jonathan Isaac. Someone on playback goes Q and on Isaac. Jason M goes Q and on Isaac has no trade value. And Benji replied better than Jew and on Isaac. <laughs> well Benji, done, sir. You're like a top five favorite person of mine. You're Thank you for coming into my life and being yourself. That was amazing. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> From the chat, the super chat, uh, what did we do to the basketball gods? This is from Abdule Diallo. Um, I wish I knew. Listen, I'm actually going to give a shout out to a YouTube commenter that makes his opinions known a lot. Uh, His name is XJ because he and I got into it during the season when I pushed back against the merits of tanking. And it was like, if you're trying to jump, you got to have at least seventh best odds. There are no like merits the, of tanking, but I'm, I'm with you. Like the, the merits of it and the morality of it, I will never root for the Knicks to lose Benji. But if you're just strictly looking from a probability standpoint, get your team to at least seventh worst and then like play the ball as it lies. And lo and behold, nobody jumps from eight to 14 and the Kings at seven jump up. So this is like also the third year or so where a team has was seventh or eighth has jumped into the top four. Yep. Every year they, they've think, had yeah. this new flattened odds. There's been a team that's jumped up. The Lakers, I think, threw me off that the Lakers you can jump from, from 12. You can jump 11. from 11. Yeah. Not us, not the Knicks. Nope. Only, nope. Uh, only the Lakers. I actually, I have a quick thought that I wanted to kind of throw out there. I wonder the whole thing with the Pistons before was the idea of them potentially securing one of the bigs who's each of whom are likely to go top three in Smith, Holmgren, Boncaro in some sort of order. I wonder how them sliding out of that range affects their pursuit of a center, especially someone like Mitchell Robinson. Mm. Interesting. Uh, well, I like where your head's at, Jeremy. They're they're picking what fourth, fifth, mm-hmm. picking fifth. They're picking fifth, yeah. That's, fifth. Too, that's too high to go grab uh, Jalen Duran, I would think. Um, is eleven? 
low can enough. I, can I interest you in the best offensive rebounder in basketball? <laughs> Can't trade him. Why not? He's oh, agent. he's a free agent. Unless you're talking about Jericho Sims, who you also cannot trade. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was talking about Nerlens Noel. Sure. Oh, yes. There we go. Yeah. Marty Cooper. You know what? Just Nerlens Noel for the fifth pick straight up and, and matching salary. That works. Yeah. Lottery talent. Yeah. He actually so, went, what, did he go sixth overall? I thought that was because of injuries though, wasn't it? Am right. But, but yeah. didn't he eventually go sixth overall? I think so. I think so. Yeah, uh, so you're you're moving yeah. down one spot, technically. One spot, yeah. one one spot worth it. Mario Hazonia was like the seventh pick, right? He was uh, fifth, fifth. Yeah, so the Knicks had had Moutier and Hazonia on the same team, and it was like, look, they have these top six picks everywhere. Oh, great! The worst yeah. top six picks of all time together. Yeah. And then one. That so two things. One, um, as we sit here and. Well, I don't think many people are lamenting the fact that the next state at 11, but for anybody who might be lamenting the fact that the state at 11, I'm, I am just happy. And this has to do with like, you got to get the seventh or higher. Mm-hmm. I, I think the fact that the Kings were the first team to jump up will eliminate any potential conversation about like, Oh, the Knicks screwed themselves by winning too much down the stretch. Like there was no world where they were going to get to as few wins as the Kings got. I mean, I, what, what did the difference end up being? Like six or seven games, I think, um, between them and the Kings. Something Let me look lines. it up. But it'll eventually be that the player taken ninth or tenth will become a star. And then it will be the thought of, see, they should have lost games at the end. They could have had this play. I, sure. It's all but, a crapshoot. That's the draft. It's a crapshoot. Thank it you. It is a crapshoot. It's seven um, more wins, by the way. The Knicks won 37, the Kings won Seven more games. Okay. If only so, they played the vets more. Ah. <laughs> can, I, can I circle back to something that... that yes, um, please. So, uh, yeah. We're talking about the alternatives to the system. And somebody mentioned... I don't remember what somebody mentioned. But what I wanted to add to that conversation was, to me, like it's an entertainment product. You're trying to put the best product out there for people to watch and enjoy. Like, I... I feel badly if you're going to tell me that small markets wouldn't be able to figure out a way to win in that environment of an open market, let's say. But if it's coming at the expense of the product, which it is because the NBA regular season is hurting, then that's we're carrying, we're, we're worried about the wrong things to me. Like we're missing the plot a little bit. Like if, if OKC can't survive in that environment, then sorry, maybe we need to find another place for them to play. You know? Like I, I know that's a little bit harsh, and I understand there's a fan, there's a fan base, and there's an economy around an NBA team, and it's a big deal for these cities. I get it. I'm sensitive to it, but like ultimately, it's an entertainment product, and like I, the product is not as good as it needs to be at this moment, and that's kind of where my perspective comes especially from. Especially the regular season product right now. It's a good perspective. Yeah, I know one uh, market that doesn't have a team anymore that I'm sure would love to take back located in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Uh, not in Canada though. <laughs> and in between Vancouver and Portland. But yeah, I, I think that's the thing where also when you have a star in those markets, it's great because it does like basketball was still fun when you saw John Morant play from just purely from an enjoyment standpoint, he's fun to watch. Um, there are plenty of other small markets that seem to, play well and, and they had talent that they were able to, to do it with. But 
Yeah. If you're also, if you're shutting down players with such rigor all for this moment tonight and it doesn't work out for you. I mean, but that's the thing, like the thunder, it did work out for them, right? Cause they're picking second and they've dropped a couple of years or you know, last year at least. Um, so it's kind of like the, the punishment doesn't fit the crime because they're just going to keep doing it. And it's a shame. But yeah, to be clear, I don't blame the I don't blame the teams. It's the system. It's, it's the system. Yeah. I and mean, the incentives are what they are. Um, I just think it's poorly constructed. And I think we need to maybe reevaluate what the goals are here. Um, and I think the goal is to put out a great product. Um, and I don't think that's the case on a lot of nights in the NBA. And like so- I don't know. Yeah, but it'll, it'll never happen, unfortunately, because the teams have to agree on it, and there will yeah. always be teams yeah. bad enough that don't want the system to screw them over when it's their turn. So then they'll worry. You know, then they'll vote against it against the the lottery when they're good. But then some other team will be bad, and it'll be that position. So unfortunately, I don't think there's ever going to be a meaningful change because there's always going to be the "what's in it for me" factor for the teams that project to be terrible. So. If the goal is like the lottery, the probabilities are laid out that incentivize tanking. Um, we've talked enough about the crapshoot of the lottery, though. Like we just mentioned Hazonia and Moutier. Um, I could give you some number two picks that have been bad or number three picks that have been bad. Um, I think, Benji, where the randomness of the draft can kind of solve some of these problems is like... Yes, the entertainment product is bad, but I'm actually not 100% worried that it's as broken as as you think it is. I think the the fact that we're about to we watch a 64 win Suns team not matter is what's actually discouraging that the teams that are yeah. trying to incentivize winning and like you the, the purpose of it was to get that home game at but on your floor, that game that- 7 on your floor and it like didn't matter. Like you lost by 33 at home. You know, that's think, what I'm more worried about. The tanking I, at the bottom, fine. Lose as much as you want. You still have to nail the pick, which, you know, we're on what? Year six of this rebuild in OKC? Year three, uh, year three, actually. Now I think about it. Year three. Listen, I, I think uh, several things. I think what you're talking about, Andrew, in terms of like the Suns angle of it, mm-hmm. I think where that might play out is more players. Decide, we, we've seen it already. Kawhi started this really mm-hmm. in earnest years ago. More players just being like, fuck it, I don't care if my sitting out 25 games during the regular season or what Kyrie did to a different extreme for different reasons, yeah, you know, things like that happen. Um, I don't think that's, I, I, maybe that's a big worry. What's I, the incentive to win 60 games right now? I, I completely agree. And I think maybe you're, oh, you are going to see more teams more than happy to fall to three, four, five, where I think it gets dangerous now. And I think they tried to try, they attempted to eliminate this a bit with the play-in is like, you know, you can't completely not give a fuck because like, you know, the Nets, like they, they really stressed KD out, um, stressed KD out, I guess you'd say, um, towards the end to make sure, you know, that they, and they didn't end up, end up avoiding the play. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what you could really do about that because you can't force guys to play. Yeah, I think it's also um, where American sports has kind of screwed this up is um, that there's no 
reward or recognition of regular season champions. And it's probably too late to change that culture. Um, but if there was, if that was actually a goal for in its own right, um, which it should be because it's 82 games, it's by far the most games teams play. Um, uh, that would, I mean, obviously like you look at like the premier league, which doesn't have a playoff system in this, in the same way, but like the way it works there is the winner of the, of the, whoever wins the most games in the regular season wins. That's mm-hmm. it. Now we don't want to do that because we like the playoffs. The playoffs are great. Um, but I, you know, I feel like, I mean, maybe we could do this. It's just like wreck Like instead of trashing the Suns, and, and uh, you, they should be trashed because that was pretty pathetic. But at the same time, like at least after the regular season ends, it's like, well, that's a pretty amazing accomplishment. That team won eight more games than the next team. Like just to kind of recognize that as a different form and maybe not the ultimate form, but a different form of greatness. I think well, you might get that just, with the, that's an attitude thing, but I, I think that's real. You know, you might get that with the play in though, or not the play in the mid season tournament. If they, if they end up going that way. Um, yeah. Just one, one more thought on the, the other end of the tanking discussion, like the Blazers, I would argue for not, not in terms of a, a whole season tank, or a multi-season tank, which is what the Thunder are doing, but in terms of like a sustained period of play over the course of, I guess you'd say about 20 games, 30 games. It was closer to 30 games than 20 games. No team in the history of uh, certainly a basketball, you know, I I don't know if there's any other professional sports leagues that have another entrant into this conversation tanked as blatantly and as hard as the Blazers did down the stretch of the season. They wound up now with the, they got the seventh pick, right? So like it did not work. What, like, did they learn their lesson because they fell to seven? Fuck no. Cause, no. Cause seven could also, like, we don't know until these teenagers it, actually play. Seven could be the best player in the draft, but it's like, also, that could I mean, happen. But it's also it's like, math. It's math. Like they know the probabilities, like everybody knows it going in and like but they, they make their decisions based on it. Like, yeah, the probabilities is a different conversation. If your goal is just to get as high a pick as possible, that's different. You're playing the math, like you right. said. Right. As far as the as, actual talent that you get, that's the crapshoot. They see it as a one-year sabbatical because they want to, you know, try to keep doing something, or at least it seems they want to keep building around Dame. And they can go into it being like, well, the worst we probably fall to is what, like nine, ten? Mm-hmm. Even if they did worst. I mean, worst case scenario, that's still worth it. They're walking away with a top 10 pick and they can move on to next season. Yeah. And also like, what did they lose? Like, what was the, what was the, what was the, what nothing, was the no, no, nothing. they didn't lose anything. Yeah. They lost, they might've lost ticket price. I assume they lost a lot of revenue from ticket price to ticket sales and such. Um, that's a real thing, but like, that's, that's, eh, that's, is it a real thing? Is it a real, real thing? I yeah. mean, no, it is. It is. They, I mean, it people were not going to games when Dame wasn't there and that hurts your bottom line. Yeah, but then so that, I guess that's my spending. point is that Dame, Dame, once Dame was not going to be there anyway, and your product was going to be something below that which uh, fans in, in Portland are accustomed to paying for, you might as well just go full bore. The fact that they fell to seventh, no one in that organization would be like, man, we really, you know, screwed. We, we made the wrong decision here. Like, I, I don't, I nope. can't imagine anybody's doing that. I think they're happy with it. Honestly, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I mean, look, the one Benji, just very quickly, I thought you were going to go a different direction with the Premier League. I thought you were going to say the one way to really solve the tanking relegation. Relegation, baby. Oh, that's for sure. Never I, happen. That's but, for sure the um, best. That's the best thing in the whole world. And I wish we did it, but it's never going to happen. But yeah. that's obviously the best way to do it. Yes. Yeah. We, it's, um, um, we have some super chats. 
Um, say, if you want to read them, go ahead. Yeah. So a uh, quick one from True Story J. Donovan Mitchell was the 11th pick, Booker the 13th. Donovan Mitchell was actually also the 13th pick. Um, and you don't have to stop at Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker. I mean, look at. Um, look at the want... Kevin Knox draft. Every pick after. Well, <laughs> I mean, every pick after. In a yeah, loaded I mean, draft. Mind I mean, yeah. look, <laughs> the Miami Heat tonight, um, they're. Bam, their quote-unquote yeah. yeah, their quote-unquote four-four. Bam was thirteenth, uh, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Hero was Hero was thirteenth, right? Mm-hmm. Weren't they both thirteen picks? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, obviously Jimmy Butler was the thirtieth pick, and I think Kyle Lowry was the twenty-fourth pick. Duncan Robinson, hundred twenty-five million dollar man, um, undrafted, Max Struess, undrafted. I mean, they're they're the obvious, you know, amazing success story. But like, you go around the league, you don't have to be as as miraculous finding the, you know, this talent as the Heat. Even look at Boston. Don't forget Highsmith. Even look at Boston. Just rip off another franchise in a trade and then they'll tank for you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Or and, Dallas. I mean, not the best example because they have Luca, but look at the players who are around Luca. Mm-hmm. Like they, Dallas absolutely Brunson, killed it yeah. in the undrafted free agent pool, and they got guys who are really good from the second round. Brunson, they traded for Dinwiddie, who was a former second rounder. Bertans, I mean, again, he's not a good player necessarily, but he's been helping them. Kleba was un, uh, undrafted. Like it's just it, Dorian Finney-Smith. Like they've been able to do well despite their circumstances. The other, if you have the right people in place, then the rest, it matters, but it matters less because you can still identify talent in other ways, but you have to have those people in place. And I think that's why going into this, like, obviously I knew the odds for 11, but I was at ease because I finally feel like the Knicks are at a point where they could pick anywhere. And I feel like they can draft an NBA caliber player. The question of course, is how do they get a star? But it might not happen in the draft. It might happen via trade. It might happen via free agency down the line. Just get good players on the building and you can sort the rest out later. And hand in hand with that conversation is also the fact that if you go back and you look at some of the drafts over the last 20 years that were 
perceived to be the strongest draft. You guys were talking about the strongest drafts. You guys were talking about one of them a few minutes ago, the, the Porzingis draft. For us, it's the oh Porzingis draft. That draft. But like, do, like, I don't know if you guys remember. I certainly remember the conversation surrounding the top of that draft and like what it meant mm-hmm. to get into the top three of that draft. And here we are sitting however many years later. Um, D'Angelo Russell's you know, nice player, right? Made Is Julian Okafor in the league? No, he's certainly not. Okay. Wow. Um, and then after Porzingis, obviously, you guys said it's Moutier, it's Hazonia, it's uh, Willie, Willie, Willie Cauley-Stein, it's Justice Winslow, it's, you know, good good job, Stanley Johnson. He's saved his career in L.A. this season, but, like, that has not gone the way um, anybody thought. And you could go to other drafts, too, and, like, even more to the point, go back and look. If, you, if you're bored, you're looking for kicks on a, on a Tuesday night, go back and look at the top three of every draft. Literally every draft in history. And you will only find one that I, where it's it further enough in the rearview mirror that you could feel like, okay, I feel like I can make judgments about these players where all three guys are like, okay, not disappointments. Like all three guys hit. And it's, and, and actually, maybe even this one, we may have to have an asterisk because I, Ben Simmons is part of it. It's the Simmons, Ingram, Jalen Brown draft. Mm-hmm. Is Ben Simmons a, a hit or is he a disappointment at this stage? I, I don't know that we could say, but like every other draft, someone in the top three, you're going to look at and be like, yeah, that didn't quite turn out exactly as we would have like going back at least like 30 years. I'll say one more um, in a super chat. Uh, hold on. The truth MBA. Would y'all rather trade the pick with Randall to move up or would y'all rather just draft a player at 11? I think Randall and a pick is getting you anywhere up, you know? It might. I mean, was there a trading Randall option? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. It, listen, what would it's we like? Is it, yes. Yes. Is it going to be like the Bledsoe type trade that's been thrown out there or is it going to be for someone who's, you know, a much more productive player. Dude, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Sure, but that also might be a reason why the Blazers don't do it. I think Maybe the, they want I the eleventh pick. I think we have to take into account the fact that the Blazers that each of these teams could be in could be dealing with unique incentive structures here in that the Blazers, I would argue, may not be performing as completely rational actors this offseason. Um, and don't take my word for it. Just take the reporting, which says that we're going to continue to pour all of our assets to build around a 32 year old who missed 50, however many games this season. Um, and who wants to be paid $60 million when he's whatever, 36 years old. Uh, so I think there's that part of it. And then for the, but the, for the next angle to me, I actually think is more interesting and like, okay, so what the Knicks get up to seven, can they then parlay seven into something else? Because I don't think the Knicks are doing that trade if all they're getting is like whoever's going to be there at the seventh pick. Shaden Sharp? I can. Yeah, depends on the You know what? That's why. Maybe I'm, they think Shaden Sharp. Yeah. I've kind of jumped on the Shaden Sharp bandwagon. Enough of you that know this stuff have talked me into him, you know? Um, Indiana. They just never trade their pick. Um, 
They also don't trade with the Knicks. They also don't tank. So like, but again, like they're an interesting team. Like they, they, you're right. They don't tank and yet they traded, but like, I thought their owner's comments this season were very interesting and that he came out and said, like, there's a difference between playing the young players, which we're happy to do. And like intentionally losing games with the players that we have. So I think the notion that they could draft a, a project like Shaden Sharp, whereas traditionally you'd, be, you'd look at the ad and be like, oh, there's, they're the Keegan Murray team, right? They're the team that's going to take the safe player. I don't know. Maybe they go a different direction. I, I, I just, I think looking at these teams and where they are, like for us to sit here and try to generalize like, oh, this team's going to do this, this team's going to do that. Other than Portland, who we kind of, again, we kind of know where Portland wants to be. And I guess Sacramento too. Um, I don't, I don't know that we can make any, any overt generalizations. This Boston defense is so special. Yeah. <laughs> like Miami oh, wow. hasn't had one quality look yet. And we're 930. We have 930 left in the first quarter. Not one quality look. Well, you know why that is. Stuck and Robinson's not on the court. Mm. I'm pretty sure they'd have look negative at that. points if that were the case. Worth every penny, baby. Can we do engineer a Duncan Robinson draft day trade to get us <laughs> the remainder of that cocktail? Sure, you can fund it yourself. Yeah. Randall for Duncan Robinson. Value contract? Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> um how much longer you guys want to stay on YouTube? Oh, I don't. I was going to say until the heat score a bucket, which ah, two hours, but they just did it. So. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we close out with some final thoughts? Okay. John, uh, your final thoughts, unless you were like going to throw it. This no, way. sure. I'll, 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 I'll say something. Um, I mean, I, I don't have anything particularly original that hasn't already been said, but I, I really do. If I want to leave tonight with, with one overarching sentiment, aside from the fact that like, I just want to be very transparent in case it was not clear all over my face. I am disappointed. I go into every one of these stupid things being like, tonight's going to be the night we're going to move up. I don't know why I, but I just feel like we're going to move up and then we don't move up because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, so yeah, it's disappointing for sure. But at the same time, the intellectually, I know sitting here, Moving up to four or three, maybe not two, two and one, some special players often get drafted in, the, in those spots, but they will have an opportunity to draft probably a star because I don't know if it's every draft a star is picked somewhere after 11, but in a lot of drafts, a star is picked 11 or later. Um, is it hard to pick the guy that's because oftentimes it's only one and maybe they go 11, maybe they go 15, maybe they go, you know, whatever Jokic went. Um, but they will have an opportunity to draft a star, but more importantly, they will have an opportunity to draft a player that can help them for a very long time. And I will just make my, I'll, I'll plan my flag. Now. I just want them to make the pick. I want them to make the pick and I want them to make the pick with the intention of playing whoever the hell they take actual real NBA minutes this season. And I don't, I don't care what needs, what moves need to be made to make that happen. But for where they are at as a franchise right now, unless there are some machinations, which we are not yet privy to, and they could really turn this, turn our perceptions of where they are at on its head. Um, they are not at the stage where they should be like trading this pick for a veteran or, or using the pick and then like burying the guy, like make the pick. Play the guy, pick the guy you like, play the guy, 
and then, you know, figure out your rotation shit. Cause it's not like there's so much talent on this team that you can't find minutes for an 11th pick in a 10 man rotation. So leave it that. Well said, John. Jeremy. Stay the course. Again, if you're going to invest in your youth, then yeah, keep the pick. I don't see a natural giant step that the Knicks can take where moving this pick makes sense right now. Um, I'm sure people are going to think about punting the pick. It doesn't really happen. It's much more of a like theoretically, but it's usually teams that have the pick in the draft. They trade out for a player or they trade up or they trade down or they just stand pat. But yeah, you know, I, I definitely agree with what John's saying. And I, I feel like my hope is if you are the Knicks, this is the last time you plan on being in the lottery for a while. At least that should be the game plan based on how they're operating. And so if that's the case, if you feel there's a prospect who is within reach and you can trade up for him, I am in favor of that. Obviously, depends on the cost. Depends who's involved. Uh, We'll dissect it more uh, soon. But if you see star potential and it's attainable, just do it. Cost permitting, but do it. I like it. Energy. Uh, Not too much to add. I would say that uh, it's a good feeling to have faith in your organization to find value at whatever slot. And the fact that they didn't move down is good. So positive there. Um, I would say that it's a very exciting young team. And like, I am more than happy to get really excited about a basketball season, watching that young team without championship aspirations. That's okay. We can have a lot of fun as fans watching our guys, our young guys play hard, play together, learn, get better. Um, that's, that's a successful year if you can do it the right way. And the difference between next year and this past year needs to just be, as Jeremy kind of put it, an investment in that core. Um, and it's okay to play veterans and it's okay to, um, it's, it's okay not for not every young guy to play all the minutes or some not to play minutes. I mean, within reason, like that's okay. But in general, the philosophy needs to be invest in this core, including this pick coming, um, let them grow together, let them get better together. Um, try to win every single game you play. Um, and I think with that attitude, the organization will just keep moving in the right direction. Well said. Okay. So a couple of things. One, I hate tanking with a passion. I hate what it's done to basketball fans. Um, I my tweet after it happened, the, the lottery results was <laughs> abolish the lottery. And someone replied with no tank properly. Okay. So if the only way you know how to win is lose, be a loser. Fine. I am glad that the Knicks tried to develop their team by winning as much as possible. And I hope they're rewarded for it by nailing the number 11 pick. That is number one. Um, Number two, uh, some housekeeping. Um, We have Jeremy going on YouTube tomorrow for Cap Rules, Everything Around Me, Cream um, at 7 p.m. So if you're watching on YouTube, jump on YouTube with Jeremy tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, If you are a patron... Uh, We will be having our town hall this Thursday for the Ewing and Monroe tier. Uh, So jump on 
with us uh, then. I think we're doing it at eight o'clock. We'll do it from eight to nine. Uh, eight to nine thirty. Eight to nine thirty. Uh, yeah. Get all of your takes in. Um, as many of us as possible will be there. Um, and then some, some housekeeping from the YouTube chat before we sign off. Uh, Ranger fans in the on the on this Zoom right now. Uh, what's the series going to be? Uh, that's a question from the chat. As, as we get those answers in, can we Wait. all what? What are you going to say? Playback Rangers game one. Playback yeah. Rangers. I'm in tomorrow night. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. We got uh, we got another super chat here from Sam L. Glad to see Ben Can and Jarrett. What? Answer the first question first, well, because you, you gotta have different responses coming in. Okay, and you'll read them as they come in, right? Okay, cool. Rangers and seven. Rangers and uh, they have they don't have home ice, right? No. Rangers and six. Hurricanes and six. I don't I actually think I was leaning toward Rangers and Hurricanes because they're the team I was most afraid of. But that's they're it. terrifying. They're so yeah. good. OK, read the super chat. Sam, I thought you were asking like for the YouTube commenters to, to give their predictions. No, the like YouTube right commenter asked us. They asked us. Oh, okay. yeah. That's I, why I, I was missed. doing some housekeeping. There's another question they have in a second. I missed so read the super chat. Go ahead. Read the super chat. My bad. Sam, L, glad to see Ben and Jeremy on screen together to prove they aren't the same person 10 years apart. <laughs> Still not sure there isn't time travel involved here. Well, if you've listened done, to me, Sam. if you've listened to me at all, you're you're well aware that Jeremy is a lot smarter than I am. So is, don't expose yourself. That is don't expose. Not if you true. think we're the same person, you have not been paying attention. I also like intellectually. I like that it's ten years because it simultaneously makes me younger and you older. When the reality is, we're like maybe three or four years different. Robert Five, Cross, knows. give Sam L his phone back. Um. Okay, and then last question. Uh, I guess this is for all four of us. Well, I, I, don't, I have I really one more know. thing, but yeah, to read this. So Zach Smith asked, "Did we do a top four mock?" Um, so who do you see going to Orlando? Everybody. Uh, Jabari Smith. Across the board, I think Chet. Chet. Okay. I agree with Jeremy. Okay, C. Jabari. John. Yeah. Chad. OKC would for sure take Chad if he's available. Uh-huh. So that's like a perfect OKC guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I feel like Paolo is not an OKC guy. I feel like he's like almost like too defined and like they, they like they like their projects. Yeah, I would say Jabari there. If not top, Ivy. Top two picks are set. Okay. And then Paolo to Duke? To or Duke. Ivy to, to Duke? Houston, Why did yeah. I say to Houston? To Houston. So this is actually really interesting because Houston drafted Sanjun uh, last year and he's mm. he's really good um, like Tate's probably a backup um, and they obviously have Christian Wood who I wrote about uh, what a week or two ago um, as a possible trade target for the Knicks or for some team out there I mean future Hornet if this doesn't eh, I mean man if, if D'Antoni takes over as coach especially if this doesn't seal Christian Woods fate out of town. Mm, yeah, um, good point. Yeah, uh, but but sure, Benchero, Benchero to uh, Houston. And then I Ivy say to Woods on the chopping block. Ah, <laughs> Wood chop. Well See done, Jeremy. Did there. Thank you. Um, and then Ivy to Sacramento. Although, don't they have like every guard possible? That's where it gets fun. Yeah. All right, Jay Donovan yeah, but they, Mitchell. But again, they not Donovan they, Mitchell. Davion Mitchell. Davion after Mitchell. they after they traded Halliburton, they were starting uh, Justin Holiday too. You know, uh, so like, Ivy can slot in right there at the two. Actually, it's actually like perfect. I, 
I think Ivy actually, my understanding of Ivy is he profiles as a combo guard who is more towards the shooting guard end of the spectrum than mm-hmm. the point guard end of the spectrum. I, I don't, I think last season actually is proof positive that if that Sacramento would take Ivy um, because they took Davion when they already had Halliburton and Fox. Now well, Halliburton's then, not there. But then, but then they traded Halliburton, right? Because yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think that proves the other way. I think they traded Halliburton because they needed to trade Halliburton to get bonus. That's fair. And to get hit ready healed. Although actually now that, now that because I'm thinking of Fox rumors and the fact that maybe they were just like, we got to trade one of these guys. Uh, so you might be right there, but then again, hold on going back the other direction. Halliburton is more far more point guard. Whereas Ivy again, I think profiles is more of, although he's not a good defender too, which is paired with five. I mean, it's really interesting that I, I, all that all this conversation being said, I'll go with Ivy at four to the Kings. All right, there's your top four mock, everybody. Also, Donovan Mitchell, a combo guard, uh, is at the Mets game tonight and was at the Ranger game on Sunday. So look at him acclimating himself to New York City before it's where he plays all his own games. Hold on, the billows of smoke aren't large enough, yeah. Donovan. We need you to actually wear a Knicks hat. <laughs> To, <laughs> to like in Times Square tomorrow yeah. and just start taking selfies with people. Um, wait, no, here's where we should end. We all we all What's predict up? we all predict what the Knicks do, either Good at point. eleven, whether they trade down, who they take, whatever. Okay. Um I will predict that the Knicks trade trade down because they have traded down in every every almost every pick they've had. And they take Malachi Branham from Ohio State. Okay. Jeremy. I predict that considering how in both drafts, the Knicks have tried to trade up with their first or first round pick, you know, like their first first round pick or their first round pick. um, That they do attempt to trade up. If they do trade up that they target Shaden Sharp, given the pull-up gravity, uh, the upside, the Kentucky connections, although that hasn't really mattered a ton outside of Emmanuel quickly in the draft perspective. Uh, and if they don't, then I think they just stay at 11 and take uh, Johnny Davis or Tari Eason. Probably Johnny, Johnny Davis. Davis or Tari Eason. Interesting. Okay. Benji, Benji you want to put it out there? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, uh, can I uh, echo that? And that's our answer. I like. I yeah, yeah, we collectively say I, I really haven't, haven't, haven't uh, researched a draft yet, so I, I truly don't have much of an opinion. Mm-hmm. Benji, and, I am so not a draft person. I just know very basic facts about a lot of these guys. That, that's, that's more than I know. That's okay. You just commit to a guy. It's there are no repercussions if you're wrong. Yeah, it's just recorded. The yeah, Knicks will take people know that it, you know, not a draft guy. Ryan I got Terrell called out for who? University. Who? Yes. My boy, Ryan Terrell. Yes. There you go. I got called number out. Number 11, Ryan. Patreon, Patreon by uh, Jaden. Um, when John and I mentioned that Frank isn't a, the difference maker that the Mavericks thought he'd be. And lo and behold, they insert Frank and they went four out of five games against the 64 win sons. He was the answer all along. Yep. All along. Um, I think they'll trade it for LeBron when the trade that we've been talking about, John, finally comes through. Um, 
that and go Rangers is how we were, I will end the night. We, for me. we were the first one on that. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be looked back on kindly by history uh, mm-hmm. when it happens. I Last, last, last thought. Again, this stuff changes so much. I, I look back on a column I wrote before last year's draft, not long before the actual draft, where I was like, there's clearly these tiers and like clearly these players, like I, the last two drafts, actually, I wrote a column like this. Like these guys are not falling below this. And it happens every year where guys who are perceived as like, no doubt about it, top whatever, five, six, like don't forget Denny Abdija, Denny Abdija, everybody had going top five. He fell. Obi Toppin, everybody had going top three, top four. It wore, low as Cleveland, top five. He fell. Um, Tyrese Halliburton in that draft. No one had him falling out of the top 10, let alone, you know, the top or, or the top eight, let alone top 10. He falls to 12. Happened last year to guys who we perceived as higher ends of point. All that being said, and I'm saying this before the draft process really takes hold and like you start seeing reports about like workouts and how that impacts draft stuff and all that jazz it seems like there is a tier of guys that like the knicks are at 11 they're kind of securely in a tier where they're going to get an interesting player that is on is on teams radars um whether it's griffin or daniels or matherin or sochan or johnny davis or you know eason you know it's like there's a top 12 13 somewhere in that maybe 14. Um, and I'm not even talking about centers uh, in, in Mark Williams and um, Jalen Duran. So we'll see what they do. with it. That's it. Last thing. All righty. Um, thank you. YouTube audience for joining us as always. Stay tuned for Jeremy. Or I guess tune in for Jeremy tomorrow night on the latest, ed- latest edition of cap rules. Everything around me cream. Uh, and until next time, unless there's some breaking news, we will see you on draft night for the next, uh, impromptu KFS live stream. Peace out folks. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Later.